Hi, this is Graham Brown and welcome to the Excel Podcast. The Excel Podcast is a platform for the bigger conversations about leadership in the 2020s. Who's leading? How are they leading? And what stories do they have to share? Through the stories of leaders, we'll address the big challenges of our times from the era of AI to the Asian century to nurturing a new generation of entrepreneurs. If you're enjoying these conversations, subscribe to the podcast at xlpodcast.org. Coming up on XL Podcast, all the advice you need to sound like a pro on your next podcast or webinar. Many of us take it for granted, but sounding great actually requires a bit of work. Everything from changing the audio settings on Zoom. I'm not talking about selecting your microphone, but for example, those advanced settings you might not be aware of, like suppressing background noise. Should it be low, medium, high or auto? We'll also talk about microphones, choice of microphones, where you should record in your office or your house to sound good. And by the way, a clue there, don't record it in a stairwell or a bathroom. And also don't record a podcast off a laptop microphone. All of these tips to make you sound like a pro coming up in the next 30 minutes. Because my guest is Kay Barrett, aka Magic Mite, who's recorded well over a thousand podcasts and is an audio engineer, will download all of his experience, lessons learned and mistakes so you can benefit from them. Hey everybody, this is Graham Brown, Excel Podcast. Now for all of you listening, probably one of the challenges you've been thinking about in recent weeks and months is how to get out there, how to promote yourself, how to build your personal brand, especially in the absence of industry events, in the absence of meetings in this post-pandemic world. Podcasts are a great way to do that, but for many this is a new area and Whilst one area is talking about how do you present yourself on the podcast, one of the biggest areas is the technical aspects of the podcast. Everything from how do you record to how do you sound great on a podcast? Because at the end of the day, the quality of your sound is the quality of your brand. To help us understand that and learn from over thousands of podcasts produced, I'm joined today in the studio by Kay Barrett, AKA Magic Mike, one of the most experienced podcast engineers in the world. Barrett, welcome. Thank you, Graham. Thank you so much. So let's start at the top. How many podcasts have you recorded and published? I could say easily over like a thousand episodes and shows that I recorded and published. Um, yeah, I just celebrated that um, a few months back, actually. So over a thousand, obviously you don't remember every single one, but yeah. maybe we can talk about some of the highlights. Before we go there, did you train as an audio engineer? No, that's the funny thing. I did not. <laughs> I didn't study anything about audio engineering or anything. What did you study at university? I actually did mass communications. Um, just studied broadly more on like PR and advertising side of things. Uh -huh. And uh I, I first day on the job and I was like given the mixer and like this is how the mixer works this is how you need to increase the gains this is how you need to do things yeah you're trained and from there I just picked it up um, learn how to audio engineer from there learn how to edit podcasts from there um, learn everything on job I should say and learn especially yeah. from my mistakes plenty of mistakes well exactly so 
in those mistakes, there's a long learning curve. We'll talk about what has happened there, what you've learned that you can share with the listeners today so they can not have to make those mistakes as well. A part of what you do, you do live shows and you yes. do the recorded. So you do the live webinars, podcasts, the live streams, mm -mm. as well as the recorded podcast. Typically in a week, what's your work like? like what kind of numbers are you doing on both of those? It, it varies actually. There, there have been times where I did like, um, I think, 10 live webinars uh, at one go actually. Um, that was actually not too long ago. So that was that was pretty crazy actually. Um, I remember there was one where the guest actually dropped out because his internet was quite bad. So luckily the host managed to sort of uh, revive it. Um, yeah, so it, it can get very busy, but there there are times where there may be none. These were like early days. There may be no recording. So what I do is like I, I try to make sure the equipments are you know um, top notch. Um, I'm staying on top of trends to understand what are really out there for the podcasting industry because mm -hmm. that's the key factor for my for what I do actually. So I mean, I think we'll dive into it later, but more yeah. like uh, well, let's talk about the in-person remote mm -mm. challenge issue in a minute. Before we get there, maybe some of the highlights as well. Mm. Strangest place you've ever recorded a podcast? Airplane, paddy field. Plenty. Yeah. <laughs> How do you record a podcast in an airplane? So, funny enough, uh, I remember we, it was you and I, Graham. We were going to Bali from KL after we recorded the 20th Fernandez show. Um, and we had a Zoom H6. We had an Audio Technica BPHS ones. Those are the headsets with the microphone. They're pretty good mics, uh, dynamic mics. And we, we, plugged in the XLR cable, we plugged in everything, we just started recording. And I still remember the lady who was sitting beside us. Yeah. Just giving that giving us that very weird look like, what are these guys doing? What are these guys yeah. up to? And that was quite a interesting. I mean, it did pick up the engine noise, but not really that it was not really that audible. Um, mm. you know, with the dynamic mics. Um yeah, it was it was it was a, it was a pretty good interesting experience, I should say. Uh, you know, with the Zoom H6 and the Audio Technica BPHS ones. People often ask about noise, don't they? And yeah, how yeah. do you manage that? We'll talk about that as well, mm -mm. because there's a big difference between talking to somebody in person and recording it via a microphone and mm. Zoom, etc. The sound quality is very different, and it really is dependent on your ambient environment. We'll talk about how you can improve that. There are certain hacks that you can use to sound much better. Mm. Get rid of reverb, get rid of echo, background noise, and so on. So you've done an airplane, you've done Paddy Field. What was the highlights? What are the highlights, the best podcast episodes you've done? Share some of those. So I think in terms of uh, best one was in Thailand, actually, uh, when we recorded under rain. Um, and the person was just singing. Um, and it was, it was mm. very beautiful. That was outside Starbucks, wasn't it? That was outside the Starbucks, yes. Um, and then, Bangkok. Uh, I, I didn't use the headsets for that. I used the Zoom H6 um, uh, X and Y mics for that, actually. So it picked up pretty, uh, it, it picked up pretty well. And, you know, just the whole scenery and the whole sound, everything, it was perfect. It was beautiful. Mm. Mm. I thought that was one of my best um, works, I should say. Another one was uh, with uh, Human Polar Bear. I, I think that sticks in my mind. Pretty, yeah. pretty Lewis Pugh. Lewis Pugh, yes. 
Uh, it was in a um, conference hall at Suntec City here based in Singapore. Um, yeah, it was just an interesting conversation how he yeah, actually went through. Story. Yeah, his story was just interesting. And I think that's one of the best key aspects of what I do actually, just hearing like a thousand over stories. Mm. That's, that's the it's best part. He's got a good voice as well, Louis Pugh. Yes, I completely agree. There is that thing, isn't there? Having a radio voice it takes it, practice. I don't it, know if he's practiced it on radio, but he does. He definitely has that sort of tenor voice. I, I felt he was natural, actually, rather yeah. than yeah, uh, yeah. And there's something people don't think about, is it? They, if you listen to people on radio, they have practiced their voices, haven't they? Mm-hmm. And they've they've worked on it, and all of this we take for granted. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's like acting, really, in a way. Even everything from perfecting your radio voice to making sure that you look good on screen in the same way you would sound good on a podcast. It all requires work. So maybe we can move this forward and think about where we are now in the world where podcasts are growing fast. There's over 3 million podcasts in the Mm -hmm. world. Obviously, a lot of interest has shifted from the world of events and the world of face-to-face meetings to podcasts as a great way to achieve scale and not have to travel or meet people. What's happening now? What are the key trends that you're seeing, Barra? And bear in mind that you not only do these podcasts and record them, you also have your own podcast talking to other podcasters. So your finger really is on the pulse. What are the key trends that we should be aware of in podcasting? So I used to host the show called Magic Mike, and um, that's why I spoke to podcasters and sort of actually got a better visual of what the trends were in the podcasting space. Um. In terms of recording, like you mentioned, pandemic hit and everybody had to transition to online-based platforms. And that's why I know platforms like Zoom, Squadcast, Riverside.fm, Clean Feed, Zencaster, all these podcast recording platforms rules, I should say. And, 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 you know, like the traditional face-to-face recordings were just not a new, were just not there anymore. Studios were not doing well anymore. And it, it, it's, it's funny how now we are sitting through this through a Zoom, even though we're based in the same country. Mm. I know we're just having this in a Zoom um, meeting and, you know, then the quality is, has gotten better from day one, actually, in my opinion. I remember the first day Zoom was pretty shitty. Um, mm. Zoom was pretty bad, actually. It compresses uh, a lot. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It still does to a certain extent, but it has improved a lot. I still rate Squadcast or Riverside.fm much higher, much, much higher because the quality mm. you get in there is much better. There were a few bucks with those, but right now I think they are a more stable product than it was the first day. Mm. Yeah, th- th- those were kind of interesting. Yeah, so those other platforms, Squadcast, Riverside, mm-hmm. Zencaster even, are recording platforms designed for podcasts as opposed to meetings like Zoom. Yep. Now, it's a payoff, isn't it? Zoom's a lot more convenient, so it's easier for somebody to use Zoom. Everybody knows how to use it. However, there's a little bit of a payoff with that, meaning that the quality might be a little bit lower. But there are things you can do with Zoom, right? This is your area. Mm. You can get into the audio settings and play around with it. I don't even people... I don't think people will know there are audio settings on Zoom as well, apart from changing the microphone. What's the basic hacks there that people can think of? So let me share a funny story here, actually. Just something related to the hack. So I was speaking to um, a podcaster on Magic Mike. And um, funny enough, he uses Zoom for his podcast recording. And um, 
I had to share with him, do you use this to actually get your tracks individually? Now, for a podcaster to have the tracks individually, it makes the editing easier. Um, that removes the background noise of another person or if they are sneezing, etc., etc. So he was telling me that that was his issue. Um, and, and I told him that you can easily do that on Zoom. So all you have to do is go into Zoom settings, um, audio settings. And from there, you just go into recording. And there's a checkbox that says record a separate audio file for each participant. Mm. Once you do that, Zoom actually splits the audio files and the tracks come out individually. And after that, the podcaster was like, this is the best thing that ever happened to me the whole day or something. He was like full of praises mm. and all that. It's just the small hacks um, that Zoom can offer that uh, say a benefit a podcaster. Uh, I still think that Zoom is not a good platform for in terms of audio quality. I think Squadcast is better and Riverside is better and it naturally does the splitting of the audio individually. But yeah, it's just the small things which Zoom has which sort of helps podcasters, I should say. Mm. Most people's are unaware that Zoom won't necessarily choose the microphone you're using as well. Yes. When you you have something you have to check, when you get into Zoom, you look at your audio settings, where next to the mute button, there's a little arrow, click that audio settings, and you just make sure you've got the headphones and the microphone selected, especially if you're switching between, for example, Google Meet, Zoom, Zencaster, etc. Your system will switch this. And, and, and one more thing is... Um Zoom sort of tends to mod, like configure your settings for a meeting. So mm. the suppressed background noise will be on auto. Your, you know, um, there'll be a voice, like a volume cap for your microphone. You know, you've got to go in and uncheck all this in the audio settings. Mm. And this makes it sound good and raw for a podcast, I should say. Yeah. Remember, if you're recording a podcast, you have an editor as a backstop there. Exactly. To- it's better for the editor to receive a raw file, which is unsuppressed, uncompressed, unedited, and then they can work their magic on it as opposed to giving them an already compressed file, for which is, which is done by Zoom for them, right? That is much more harder to edit, in, in my honest opinion. So tell us about that. In the audio settings, there's suppressed background noise. Mm-hmm. A number of settings there, which people probably don't know about. What are the ones? So I'm looking now. If you have Zoom and you're listening along, have a look at your audio settings. And there are some settings here. For example, there is adjust microphone volume automatically, suppress background noise, and you've got choices between auto, low, medium, and high. Yep. Um, What else? What can you do with these? Because I guess people probably just leave them as default, don't they? So if, yeah, that, that's, the, that's the thing, that's the default. They don't even know those uh, settings, I guess. Uh, so if you're a podcaster, um, first up, uncheck the automatically adjust microphone volume and adjust it according to what you want. The, uh, uncheck the automatically adjust microphone volume checkbox. Hmm. And just above that, you'd see the volumes movable bar. Just move according to what volume you want it to be. Because hmm. I, think, I think that's a key factor of how um, your microphone would sound like, especially if you're using a micro USB microphone. If it's too loud, you know, it's going to come out guns blazing um, in your ears. Distorted, yeah. Yes. It's better to be quieter than exactly. louder, isn't it? That's really exactly. important for a recording because a, a quieter recording can be boosted, but a louder recording will distort and it yep. cannot be fixed. 
and also suppress background noise. I would suggest keeping it at low first, mm-hmm. and then identify do you have any background noise like um, say traffic, uh, birds chirping, uh, raining. You know, just identify these noises. Um, if there are, you can switch it to medium. Um, I would highly recommend not. To put it mm. on high because it sort of really muffles the audio, but if you have no choice, you know it's still yeah. If you're in a noisy environment, then yeah, high is the best. Yeah, well, let's talk about noisy environments as mm. well because this is one of the biggest challenges podcasters have because not everybody has a recording studio, mm-hmm. and when you go into a recording studio, you have to bear in mind that these have been acoustically treated, treated by professionals, yeah. so they'll put like recording foam acoustic foam on the walls they'll put in soft furnishing they'll put in a carpet they may even put acoustic clouds in which are like dampeners on the roof Mm -hmm. all of these plus the professional microphones and microphone stands there's many thousands of dollars of work gone into that studio how do you recreate that at home what are the easy fixes because the worst aspect of a home recorded podcast or even importantly co-working centers and we'll talk about co-working center meeting rooms in a minute is reverb it makes Mm. it sound really cold and distant it sounds like the person's recording in a bathroom or a stairwell and for the audience it's such a turnoff it really makes them feel disconnected from that speaker as opposed to a warm sound which hopefully is coming through my microphone what Mm. are the quick fixes for a home recorded podcast so um, drawing back from a couple of studies on magic mic so one of the interesting ones i got was like where the guests actually uh, cover themselves over like a thick blanket and put the microphone right in front of them so that was i I found that very weird um that was one another one is actually avoiding glassy areas Mm. so you know your surface um surroundings matter so avoid um extremely glassy areas and avoid like hearts of like empty rooms i should say because then the voice waves actually sort of travel bounce back and that's what creates the echo Mm. so um i mean if you have no choice you're in this kind of environment um put a couple of pillows in front of you Mm. that sort of really absorbs the audio as for glassy environment i would strongly suggest avoid it I'm, that's, it's okay if you have one glass panel or something like that, but if your whole, you know, surrounding is glass, I I rather you record it in a noisy environment than a glass environment. Right. Yeah. Before we talk about microphones, we're one of the most important choices. And bear in mind your magic mics, and you know a few things. The room choice is extremely important. Yes. And the the sound, the materials of the room, the worst choice for a room is often a a co-working center meeting room because you've got stone walls you've got no carpet it's often a square room with glass Mm -hmm. if you were to even sit in there yourself and you would be sitting around a table you've got the hard surface of the table you could actually hear the reverb normally you can't hear this when you're sitting in the situation you can only hear it when it's recorded but you can hear how bad the acoustics are in that room that's going to sound terrible on it's a, a microphone it's, so, it's going to be painful for the listeners actually that's that's the ultimate truth that's what puts them off i should say yeah if it was video it's like bad lighting yep really bad camera angles and so on it all very distant you just don't feel connected with it 
let's run through what those you know those uh what are the things that you need to be aware of so we've talked about for example glass what mm -hmm. are the materials what, what are the good materials and the the bad materials when it comes to recording so you know for example is this a good room or not a good room uh first up i mean like i mentioned avoid anything which is empty um having a lot of things in the room actually helps mm. sort of break up the audio even plant pots and you know bookshelves all this helps breaks up the sort of the voice wave as you say um secondly avoid the glassy um avoid the glassy environments as much as possible even if it's padded floors or you know something like that avoid it um I think wooden envi wooden environments um, helps to a certain extent. Depends on the wood, right? Yeah. Exactly. It depends like on soft wood. Yes, uh, that sort of helps. Uh, and shape also shape of room. Shape of the room. Is, What's the worst shape to be in? To be very honest, I've not came across the worst shape. Really? Yeah. To be very honest, because it all boils down to the room that you're in like for mm. an example there was a co-working space i recorded in it was a circle uh shaped uh circle shape but fully glass paneled yeah that's the worst that was the worst so yeah. um there was another one which was um i think triangle shaped if i'm not wrong but it was padded and it, it was decent so mm. I, shape from what from my experience the shape did not matter um mm. what mattered was what was in the room how the room was treated yeah Try and find a soft room. Yes. In, in all aspects, soft things like soft materials. People are soft. You know, bookshelves, you mentioned, mm. plant pots. They even have these things called audio bafflers. They put them in recording studios like plant pots and bookshelves because they diffract mm. the sound wave. Okay. These are basic tips. I've seen people record in hotel rooms and they've recorded directly facing into the, the closet yep. where the clothes are because it's very soft, it works, a treat. If you're in a hotel, hotels are usually pretty good. Those sort of old fashioned hotels, which are soft, carp thick carpets, heavy furnishings, you know, heavy curtains. Those are really acoustically good. damp. Yeah. They sound really good to record in. And, and recently I recorded with someone who actually did from a hotel. I mean, there have been many recordings recently I've been doing from, um, been recording with someone who's in a hotel and the recent one i thought that was pretty good because um, of the microphone choice he had and he didn't need to record from a closet he didn't need to put a couple of pillows in front of him it, because um i mean the room was treated well to a certain extent it was quite um foamed up it was quite petty mm. but the microphone made a played a huge part in there in my opinion to sort of bring his voice out better let's talk about microphones then really as a podcast you should have two microphones one being your your workhorse go-to microphone that you can use on Zoom calls, you can take in a bag to a meeting or travel with, mm. and the other one being your main recording microphone, your home base microphone. Let's talk about that one first. That's the one that's going to give you the best quality. Yep. You can buy microphones, anything from $10 to 10000 so it can be a little bit, <laughs> I suppose you know a bit of a challenge trying to work out what exactly is a good microphone mm -hmm. where do we start i think it starts from a your budget b what do you really use your microphone for because you can buy a ten thousand dollar microphone and not use it or maybe just use it once a month 
hmm. which really defeats the purpose or you you can use like a 10 dollar microphone and use it every day just to sound bad uh, because uh, what a 10 dollar microphone does doesn't have what a 10 dollar microphone gives is not given in a 10000 dollar microphone hmm. in my opinion i think um if you if you're going for like a budget uh, with a budget you know just um, uh, average podcast uh, range a usb microphone might work for you Hmm. because um recently um, i've seen a rise in usb microphones especially after the pandemic hit hard um the quality of the usb microphones has gotten better um you know what what it can do it's it's much better even even like the recent mics like shure mv7s atr2100x the you know all this xlr or xlr usb microphones it's 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 pretty good it sounds good you know it's not the best it's not what you get from a sure sure sm7b xlr or even the rode pod mic but um the usb microphones have been on the rise i should say this this has been a good range uh, for okay for, for for 200 dollars what can i buy for 200 probably you can get like a uh, atr200x or a sure mv7 actually Uh the Blue Yetis would go around $300 that's a very commonly known uh, podcast mic but these are two options you can actually check out which are pretty good naturally. Hmm. Yeah the Blue Yeti is is very popular however one of the mistakes that people make and this applies to all microphones is microphone positioning. Mm-hmm. Really important for your microphone is to get it really close to your mouth. People are a little bit scared with microphones they put it on a table they sit like a meter away from it half a meter you've got to get like Very a close. a radio you've got to get right up to the mic within 10 I'm I'm 5 cm away from my mic at the moment and it's on a boom stand yep boom I'm, arm I'm, right? I'm like a clenched fist with a boom arm actually yeah it's yeah. so important people buy $300 yeti microphones stick them on their desk and they sound terrible because they pick up all the background noise so So there was this experience I had with the Blue Yetis actually a couple of experience where I did a show with them um they're quite experienced podcasters and they actually had their Blue Yetis on a different mode so the proper mode to have a Blue Yeti on if you're a podcaster is the cardioid mode which is like a dimple um with a circle on it but this person had it on the um on the on a mode where it picks up everything around the room mm. So that I had to point it out then they're like right I've been doing 40 plus episodes just like that. Yeah. So you know all these mini mistakes you get with the blue yeti it's very common. I'm not a fan of the blue yeti. I have one. Mm-hmm. I started podcasting with it. But for me the quality is just okay. I I I, th- I think it's okay but the with the current microphone range which is coming out I I think the blue yeti is going to get phased out soon. Yeah, some of these from the Australian company Rode. Rode, yeah. Yeah, Rode making right. some pretty good USB mics, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you mentioned just now what what mic I can get for $200. Forgot to mention Rode the uh, NT-USB is also one pretty pretty good mic actually. Mm. Was that better than a Yeti? In my opinion, yes. It's a condenser mic, uh, the NT-USB, but I thought that was pretty damn good for a condenser mic. Mm. Yeah. And what about stands? This is one of the most mm. overlooked aspects of microphones and sound probably one of the biggest uplifts you can get with improving your sound is to get a decent sound um stand. microphone stand or boom arm i i would avoid stands just the reason being if you're going for a decent 
you know, average microphone with a stand, it's going to pick up the keyboard typing and all the, you know, the, I'm just going to, all these knockings. I don't know whether you were able to yeah, pick it up. Yeah, I picked it up. Yeah, yeah. So I was being exaggerating, so I just knocked it. So you're going to, you're going to pick that up all with a stand, um, with the average microphone. So I would strongly recommend having boom arms. So even when you move around, it's, you know, hanging in the air. Hmm. It's, it's easier. It's, it's just manageable in my opinion. Yeah, you can pick up cheap boom arms, $20 all the way up to a couple of hundred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can, you know, fasten it to the side of your desk, maneuver it around and bring it right close to your mouth. For $20 to $50, you can have a massive improvement in your sound quality with a boom arm. And with a stand, what happens is, um, you know, you don't need to stack it up on books. You don't need to, you know get mm. really close to it and be in an awkward position because that's what happens when you have a stand when you really want to sound good so having a boom arm and just pushing it right close to you that makes a huge difference so we covered today recording on zoom the audio settings there's quick fixes and hacks and changes and tweaks on zoom that can really make your audio sound better we've talked about podcasts and the best choice of USB microphones. We haven't talked about XLR and mixers. Mm -hmm. This is another area where you're getting into $500,000 microphone setups yep. as well. I think once you start getting into that area, then you really know what you're getting into and you've done your research. So there's no point talking about it now. But the, mm -hmm. the only thing to say is that XLR sounds so much better. Than a USB. Absolutely. It has all the depth, all the range, but... That aside, that's another episode potentially. And then we've talked about stands and the importance of having good acoustics as well, choosing the right room and how you can soften the room and make that less bouncy for reverb. Is there anything else we've mixed we missed out that would have an impact on audio quality? I think we've covered more or less everything, especially if you're a podcaster who's just starting out or, you know, in the midst of trying to improve their gear. I think this is pretty much a good uh, episode to listen to, I should say. Hmm. One thing we have not talked about and conscious of that people don't even know exists is mic technique. Yeah, that, that would be like the next level, I should hmm. say. Yeah, because I think um, mic technique... Maybe we can give them a, a, a little teaser now. There is such a thing called mic technique, which you'll see radio DJs mm -hmm. everywhere. It's, it's how to speak into a microphone. When a lot of people talk... They talk as if they're talking to somebody in the room. They'll turn their head around like this and the, the audio will drop off. And they'll go behind like this, you know, like you can, you can hear the audio drop off as well. So, you know, being conscious of where the microphone is, mm. um, especially if you're not using like the Audio-Technica BPHS ones, you know, those are like microphones that come along with you. But with these kind of uh, the Blue Yetis, the Shure SM7Bs, when you turn away from them, it doesn't really pick up much. It, it sort of fits like what you just heard from Graham's audio. One thing we haven't discussed, but we, we said for the audience we will share is the workhorse microphone. What is a, a cheap microphone that you can use if you don't have the setup, maybe $50 there or thereabouts, that works, plugs in anywhere, you can put it in your briefcase, your bag, whatever. I think, um, at least in the Asian zone, $50, you can get the Mauno range series mm. uh, or the Five Fine, I think that's how you say it, Five Fine Mics series. Within the $50 range, that works actually. Mm. Those, I mean, just a fair heads up, those are uh, okay. Those are okay. They're, those are good, uh, decent microphones for 50 bucks. 
But if you want to sound a bit better than okay, maybe we can think about headsets as well. Yep. What would we look at in that range, $50 up? So with the headsets wise, um, you can look at either the Logitech, uh, if I'm not wrong C930s if I'm not wrong mm-hmm. that's the model which um, is similar to the Audio Technica BPHS ones but those work pretty much well actually uh, yeah. I, I would recommend those compared to the um, Fifines or the Mauna because with that it comes with both the headset and the microphone yeah and the, the sound quality might not be amazing but it's decent yeah, it will eliminate a lot of the problems you'll have with the cheap microphones, which is reverb, background noise, picking up rumble and so on. The headset mm-hmm. will follow you everywhere when you talk. So quality-wise, it's lower risk, but it's not as amazing as some of the high-end microphones. But that Logitech one, I think, is a great choice. It's certainly yep. one that I use as a backup. All right, Magic Mike, thank you so much for sharing your insights today. Where do we find out more about you? I mean, you can find me more at um, LinkedIn. You can just find 4K about it, and I'm there on LinkedIn. Or you can find me at magicmike.show to find more interesting tips about the podcasting industry. You've been listening to the XL Podcast with me, Graham Brown. To subscribe and discover more conversations, go to www.xlpodcast.org.